Hi, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon. And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. Hello, lovely podcast listeners. It's Madison. I'm here today with Tony because Lauren is not with us this week. And we're going to talk about Easter and all things holiday. But first, I want to bring in a new little blurb where we talk about what we want to bring into our lives as stepmoms and what we're trying to get rid of. I love that. Tony, what are you trying to rid yourself of in your stepmom life the next two weeks? I haven't given it much thought. I knew you wanted to do this, but I haven't given it much thought for the next two weeks because I've got seven days coming with the boys and then I'm not going to see them for a month. So I'm just trying to love on them as much as I possibly can this fortnight while we get them. Lovely. Because they're going on a holiday for three and a half weeks. So we don't see them for a month. Um, So I just want to love on them as much as I can this fortnight and make sure that they know how much I love them. And know that I'm going to- intention to set. Yeah. And I want them to know that I'm going to miss them when they're gone without me actually saying- I'm going to miss you because I don't want them to feel guilty when they go away on their holiday because I'm really excited for them. It's an opportunity that we're not going to be able to do. They're going to the UK for three and a half weeks. So fun. They're going to have a blast, but I just want them to still know that I love them and I'm going to miss them because they're my babies. So you are releasing all of the guilt Mm -hmm. and keeping all of the presents. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's a good way to put it. What about I'm you? I'm a little messier than you. <laughs> oh, okay. I want to rid myself of the overwhelming feeling I have of selfishness with time because I never feel like I have enough of it. That's and I big, never will. Because that's something you've been feeling for a long time. Right. It's not going away. Yeah. So instead, can I bring in this compartmentalization? of feelings and tasks where they belong. I don't need to worry about tomorrow right now. I can be present. I can enjoy my family. And then I can attack tomorrow. Yes, I love it. So present as well. We are going to be present stepmoms and moms this week. Yes. And we want everyone, when you hear this episode, we want you to jump into our new Facebook group. If you haven't already joined the group, we want you to please come join us over there. And we want you to let us know what you're focusing on in your stepmom life this week or this fortnight, because Madison's joining us fortnightly. And start that conversation with us and with each other, because this is a community of humans dealing with so many things on our plates. Absolutely. And I feel like- It is okay to be working on things. I feel like a lot of people that have joined the group are a bit shy to start. And I've been trying to start conversations, but it's getting no traction. I think everyone's just a bit shy, but please just jump in. We're all human and we just want to help each other. And we want to get to know you and let you get to know us and our real lives aside from the topics that we talk about. Absolutely. And talking about topics- Today, we're talking about Easter in a blended family. So happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. If you celebrate, if you don't, I hope you eat candy anyway. Absolutely. We're not a religious family. So for us, it's just, it's happy chocolate day or happy bunny day as the kids call it. Do they? (laughs) 
our kids only know Easter as Easter baskets and egg hunts because we're not a religious family either. Yeah. And we have them based on our co-parent schedule. So this year we have them just by chance. Thanks to the calendar. So you don't have an actual Easter holiday schedule, the same as Christmas. It's just a by chance, whoever has them, has them. It's just a by chance. Every year so far, it's fallen on our Sunday. So the kids' spring break is not necessarily lined up with it. So it's not something we're trading off on because it doesn't, it's not cohesive. Yeah, right. Whereas here in Australia, it's our autumn, so our fall break, mm-hmm. and the kids get two weeks off, and over that two weeks is when Easter happens. So this year, uh, I think this kid's um, school lets out the week before Easter. So this year, we're supposed to have my stepsons, but we don't because they'll already be in the UK enjoying life. And I'll have Big K for the first week of school holidays, and our changeover will be on Good Friday. So he'll be with his mm. dad this year for Easter. It'll just be okay. Miss K at home. So And we have our spring break is around there, but since Lincoln goes to a special needs school, his spring break is one week before Max's. Oh, that's so annoying. they don't even line up. It's just messy. So we are going to adapt and take off work where needed to be home with either child. I think the kids are going with their mom to Florida. For one of the weeks, they actually leave Easter night. So she's going to pick the kids up after we do dinner and baths and they're heading out of town. Nice. So I guess this year we are splitting Easter, but it's not intentional and it has nothing to do with the holiday. And you still get like the fun morning where the kids wake up and they get to do an Easter. Right. So in our family, we don't have the EB, as Tony just coined it, that uh, basket delivering long-eared being our kids know that eb is not a thing same with some of the other fairy animals and beings right so they they're no longer believers correct and they never have been we've just been honest with them from the get-go so they know that it's coming from us but we will call it whatever they want for the fun of it yeah and I was actually talking to my husband before this episode because I was telling him, like, I feel kind of lame. We don't really do anything since we're not religious. We don't want to take over a holiday that really has no meaning for us. Yeah. But we do dye the eggs and we hide the Easter eggs and we do baskets. But Cameron told me just today that Max actually told him he wants us to do a scavenger hunt this year. Yeah. And have his Easter basket be at the end of the scavenger hunt. Right. So That's now cool. I'm already sweating, prep, preparing for it. My Amazon but- cart is full. <laughs> I was going to say, you're good at that stuff. I'm not. I'm absolutely hopeless. I like um, to be prepped weeks in advance. So that's now. I'm jumping in it. Yeah, right. So in the Christmas holiday special, Lauren and I spoke about how in my house, Big J knows the truth about mm-hmm. EB, the big fat man in the red hat. He knows all the truth. Right. But the three little ones still believe. Mm-hmm. And he made that really special. He helped us with the elf at Christmas. And even last year, Easter, we had the kids for Easter. So he actually did the 
Easter egg hunt for the little kids and he took Miss Kay around to make sure that she got some because he knew where they were hidden. He took her around to make sure that she got some and that the two other boys didn't get all of them and then basically him and Miss Kay shared their eggs. What sweet memories for them and for him as the big brother to to feel like he's in charge of it. Absolutely. Because I spoke about this in the Christmas holiday special with Lauren and I haven't spoken about it with you, I don't think. But the way he found out was last year he lost a tooth and the tooth fairy didn't come. Uh. And when he went to his mom and said, the tooth fairy didn't come, she said, you don't seriously believe in that crap still, do you? Or something like that. And that's how he found out that none of it was real and we've been lying to him this whole time. What a shock. <laughs> so, Poor guy. And then when he came home, he, he said, Tony, do you, do you know, did you know all of this? I'm like, yeah, mate, I did. I'm sorry that you found out that way, but I have a special job for you this year. And that's why he got to help with all the exciting things for the oh, little kids. What a kids. way to heal from that, to feel like, okay, well, that's disappointing, but now I get to do this. Exactly. And he doesn't miss out. He still gets the chocolate eggs because- we can't leave him out. He still gets presents from Santa, but mm-hmm. you know, we we in our house when it comes to Christmas, we only do one present from Santa and it's the same here. So, we don't tend to do an Easter egg hunt. That was only last year to make it special for Big J. Normally on the year that we have the kids, the Easter bunny just brings one chocolate, normally a chocolate bunny. And normally, like, the big ones. I'm assuming you guys have the same sort of things in America. We've got, like, these we do. Yep. big, like, 30-centimeter Easter eggs that are chocolate bunnies. And that's what the Easter bunny normally brings them when they're in our house. And on the year we don't have them, so I'll do it for um, Big K this year. I'm not bothering with the other boys because they already have their winter pajamas and they're not going to be here anyway. So mm-hmm. just – like on the Good Friday, I'll give him a little gift, which will be his new uh, his new winter pajamas because we're coming into winter here with a new dressing gown, slippers, all that sort of thing because he's had a massive growth spurt, so none of his winter pajamas fit him. So I'll give him that with like just a small egg and he knows that that's from me, not EB. Right. I love that though because I love useful gifts. Yeah. So much of so many holidays are just trash. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like it's one reason I don't tend to give Easter gifts for my nieces and nephews, but on my husband's side of the family, we get together with his brother and sister-in-law and two of our nieces and they always want to exchange a gift. So this year I was looking for like more of an Easter gift rather than chocolate because the girls don't, their mother just throws the chocolate out. <laughs> So right. like, why would I buy them chocolate if their mother's just going to throw it out? Like, I want to give them something useful. Um, so they have these like. And little... on our end, grandma's going to come over. Yeah, and she's going to bring Easter baskets, oh my and they're going to be filled with sweets. They don't need more of that. No, and that's I guess that's one reason why we only do one chocolate. That makes sense. You know, and this year, Miss K is actually getting two. Only because they had a target, they had these little um, gift packs. And even though our listeners can't see, I'm going to show you. At Target, I found this, which is a little coffee, a Barbie coffee cup with a chocolate egg in it. Does it make hot chocolate? It doesn't make hot chocolate. It's just a normal egg that she can eat. 
with a coffee cup? Oh, the way it's packaged with the cup and then the egg on top, it looked almost like you would unwrap it and put it in with milk or something. I probably like one could. of those bombs. I probably could, but she's gonna want to eat it though. So she's gonna want to eat it, which is fine. And then I got her this one, which is just a normal plastic cup, a bowl on a spoon. And another chocolate egg. And they're all Barbie. Very cute. Because she's very into Barbie. And let's face it, she's been using her older brother's bowls and spoons and stuff like that. So she doesn't. Yep. She's got one. The good old hand-me-downs. She's got one <laughs> Trolls bowl, which is hers. And the rest are like Thomas the Tank Engine from Big K and stuff like that. So I thought this upgrades that at the same time. And it was only $17. That'll make her feel super special. Absolutely. And I don't mind doing it when she's the only one here. Right. So I wouldn't have done it if it was when the boys are here because then they'll be like, well, I didn't get that. Um, so that's just a little thing for her. And it comes with something useful. Right. In knowing that Gigi, who is Cameron's mom, is going to come over on Easter with all of the sweet things, I was perusing Amazon for inspiration and I found a dozen eggs that are plastic and it's a puzzle. So you take the eggs out, they separate and there's different shapes. We had letters, but it was too much for Lincoln. So we're going to downgrade, try again. Yeah. And some coloring books that I found. And then I think for both of them, I'm going to get, because we're going to be going into spring. So I think I'm going to get them new rain jackets and rain boots. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Something useful. They don't need any more pajamas. They don't need any more toys. So what can I get them that feels special? You could even get Lincoln, like a plastic umbrella with his favorite character on it, because that's what Miss Kay got for Christmas off my mom was a bluey umbrella. And she loves it. And we had a storm the other night and she went out in the rain. She put her gumboots on and she had her umbrella and she's jumping in puddles with her umbrella and she just had a blast. So cute. He would love that. And I'm sure I can find a cocoa melon one. Absolutely. And because you just need a plastic one so he doesn't stab anyone. Exactly. Uh, But that's a great idea. I love that. And that's what we try and do here. But like I said, I don't do that every year. So one year they get something from us and the other year it comes from EB. I know that the older boys, their mum does something similar. She doesn't do the gift side, but she does get them chocolate when they're not with us and it's from her, not from EB. And then when they're with her, she actually doubles up though. She gives them chocolate Uh and EB gives them chocolate. And for Big K... EB brings chocolate to his dad's house and his grandma's house on his dad's side every year. So he's set. (laughs) Every year, regardless of if he's there or not. So, And he gets chocolate from them as well. But the EB, because EB's always come to his grandma's house because when he was, I've spoken about it in previous episodes, when he was a baby when I first separated from his father, he was living with his grandmother. Mm -hmm. So she's just kept that going that EB comes right. to her house as well and then now obviously comes to his dad's house. But I'm interested to know, so is the other house, is your Karen on board with the non-believing? Is it something that started with her and Cam? Yes, it started before I was in the picture. Yeah, right. They they with Maxfield were always really honest about everything. Lincoln has no understanding. So we've just continued it through him as well. Yeah. But they both 
love the special feeling of gifting and the fun that comes along with it. So yeah, if we want to call out EB that day and act like it's from him and that makes them happy, that's fine. We know that they don't believe that. And they also have been trained not to ruin it for other people. Yeah. Right. That was going to be my next question is how it doesn't really matter for Lincoln because it's not like he can sign that yet, but with Maxfield, how do you navigate that? Especially when he started going to school like, so obviously we, we've had the conversation to not. We've had the, the conversation. Kids. We talk about being respectful and not ruining that fun for other people and letting them believe whatever they want to believe. And we hope that he is being respectful with those other people. Yeah. Kids right. are sometimes jerks and I don't know. <laughs> and that that's something that we try with our kids as well, especially with Christmas and Easter because they have two homes you know, there was one Christmas in particular that still stands out in my mind and the kids were out in the street playing with the neighbors and Big J was asked by one of the neighbors, oh, what did you get for Christmas? So he started off rattling off everything he got from both houses mm-hmm. and we had to try and rein him in and go, if you're going to tell someone what you got for Christmas, you pick two items from one house. Or you pick one item from one house, one item from another house, and you leave it at that because some people are not as well off as others. And we're not that well off, but we do try and make Christmas special. You know, one year they got iPads. One year they got skateboards. Last year they got uh, new Xbox controllers and stuff for their Mm. Xbox. So, and we try and give the boys the same gift because then I'm not feeling guilty about the monetary value or anything like that. And we do them in different colors because they're all things that the boys want. And Miss K gets other stuff. But she also sticks to the one present line, except um, last year we gave her two presents from Santa. One she opened up with us. One she opened up with her brothers. But they mm. were, because she's young, they're smaller in value. As she gets older, that's going to change. Right. But while she's little we wanted to make sure she had presents to open up with us and presents to open up. We had to have both of those conversations with Max this year because this was the first year where it looked like Lincoln got a a lot more gifts, but he, he has an age range of two to four. So he's still getting these little tight kind of gifts, these little plastic wooden toys and very cheap items while Maxfield got a lot of Lego sets and some really pricier items as well yeah. as we got for our family a playstation 5 wow and Which so we is had to have that conversation than it is for lincoln only for him i mean lincoln will watch coco melon on it but he doesn't even realize it's coming from a playstation yeah. but we had that conversation too where this gift is for our family all of us will use this so when people ask you what you got for christmas do not tell them you got a playstation 5 no this was a family gift and you can say that we got one, but being a being a story beater isn't cool. People are not going to like you if you are bragging about things that you got because you're very lucky. Absolutely. And it's the same thing at Easter. And I guess that's one reason why I've always tried to just give one chocolate. And even last year when we did the Easter egg hunt, I downsized the Easter bunny that they got. So they got a mm-hmm. smaller one rather than a big one. And then it was just lots of little eggs. Right. But I did that because I want my kids to be humble and I don't want them bragging about how much chocolate they got to other kids because there could be kids that don't even get any chocolate. Right. And not because 
their parents don't believe, it's because they can't afford it. Because let's face it, the grocery bills are going up and my budget hasn't changed. I have $200 a week to spend on groceries and I have to make it work. And if Easter comes, the eggs are coming out of the grocery budget. That's part of why I'm starting to shop now. We're recording this in March. I'm starting to shop three weeks ahead because I'm already panicking that that we wouldn't have enough money to to buy some of these things I'm thinking about. And that's not the kids' problem. That's not for them to worry about. However, it does make me want them to know that they should be grateful. These things do not fall from the sky. They're not free. It takes planning and money and everyone is showing love to you. It's important to have gratitude and, and be humble. Absolutely. Now I thought we could jump into our listener responses from the post that I put on the RHK Instagram, which I don't know if anyone responded to the one I put up just the other day. Let me just check. Nope. No more. Oh, one. Uh, Lauren touched in. Ah. All right. So since Lauren's not recording with us on it, this episode, I'm going to read her response first is Easter brunch with my family. No mimosas for me this year, though. Ah, <laughs> that sounds lovely. I am going to be kid free, so I might have a few wines for you. All right. Our other listener responses. I'll read the next one. Okay. I'm going to let you have number two because okay. I don't know where that is. Okay. Another listener responded, we alternate Good Friday to Easter Saturday and Easter Saturday to Easter Sunday. Then we just do Easter morning, whichever days the boys are here. I like that as a good alternative. It's a good trade-off. It is. Although I just feel that that gets messy and too many transitions for the kids, especially if that's in addition to their usual schedule. Right. Um, Number two is from one of our Australian listeners, so the Americans out there are going to have no idea about the location that she talks about, but it is we spend Easter at Point Vincent, which is in South Australia, as this is a tradition my partner has done since he was little. Biomo has always let the kids stay with us over Easter, regardless of whose week it is, because the family tradition has always been that they holiday at Point Vincent with their dad and grandparents. My partner and his parents have been doing this since before he was born. It's something the boys always look forward to, so she never says no. The boys are lucky that dad and bio mom never really disagreed when it comes to taking the kids away. I loved that, and I thought that was really good because quite often I hear from other listeners that bio mom or sometimes bio dad wants to change that family tradition basically out of spite going, well, you can have one year, I can have the rest. I love that. Right. They, I love that. It's respect. Yeah. And I messaged her and she has, th- this is our bag of dicks, stepmom. <laughs> so I, I know that she doesn't have a good relationship with bio mom. So I said, you know, I'm glad that even, even though you don't have a good relationship with her, I'm glad that she still allows this to happen every year, regardless of the situation. Right. Which, Bag of dicks aside. Exactly. Which I, I keep forgetting to ask her. I need to message her and ask her how the bag of dicks went down. Not well. <laughs> well, she still gets the kids for Easter. I guess that's true. <laughs> Another listener said, it's always whatever bio mom wants and everyone else just has to roll with it. 
So that's Ugh. another side to that coin, which I hate. I hate it too. It is so annoying. And that's one thing. When I went to mediation with Big K's dad, the mediator first thing said, Easter. It's basically the first holiday that they talk about because it comes first in the calendar year. And I said, I don't care. Can we just do it? Whoever it falls on gets it. And the mediator was taken back and looked at Big K's dad for a response. And he goes, yeah, I don't care about Easter either. So that's why we've always just done it on whoever it falls with. And right, it's the same for my husband. He was doing that. Well, he didn't have the kids. When we first started dating, it was the first Easter after they'd separated. So he didn't have the kids that year, but he also knew that I didn't have big case. So he's just never worried about it either. And that's right. why when they did mediation and when they went through court Easter, he asked his solicitor to take Easter out going, we just do Easter based on whoever has the kids. And I like, I think that's a good part of mediation and court documents is to have that in writing. So no one gets stilted on a holiday. No one wants that. And yeah. I don't believe Easter was on ours either. Spring break is and how that's alternated, but we don't even follow that because bio mom has a trip planned the week after Easter and we are taking them away in the summer. So we work that out ourselves. But if we ever had a point of contention, there's some hard document to go back to. Yeah. To kind of reconvene, make it fair again, because it should be, there needs to be respect for all sides. The only thing we didn't agree on is that bio mom thought that the paperwork said that she got a week vacation in the summer. You get a vacation with your children for a week. You don't get a solo vacation as a parent. (laughs) She thought it meant that she gets a week off from parenting in the summer. Yes, she said it's go back to our documentation. It says that I get one week vacation. And so Cameron responded to her, you don't get a vacation as a parent. You get a vacation with your children. See the attached court document where it says you get a week with the children if you choose. Wow. Is that why you had so so many issues last year? She was leaving the kids with you for weeks at a time because she wanted to go away without them? Yes, it was when she went out of the country once, when she went to Colorado, remember, a couple of times. She took so many trips last year. And it was just, she did give us 30-day notice, but it didn't change the fact that we had to take off work. Like, I get it. I know that parents want time away from their kids. And parents are entitled to time away from their kids. But she took a lot of vacations where without the kids last year. A lot. And she responded that we, how dare we talk about her parenting and how dare we contradict her. And it is a proven fact that vacations are good for the people that take them and the people left behind. Where did you get that statistic? What? Because sure, <laughs> the kids will be fine. They'll be with us. But in no way are any of us going to be better for your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> you could be better if so um, bizarre. she let you off a week of child support for that time. Right. And that was where all the vitriol started was that we wanted her to pay us for her days. That yeah. ended up being like $120 a day or something. And so Cameron said, sure, we'll take them. Absolutely. We'll take off work and amend our schedules to accommodate. This was when Lincoln wasn't in full-time school. Yeah. So it made it harder. Uh, and so we told her for this amount a day, we'll do that. And that's when all of the negativity came back because she didn't want to hear that. But it's on paper. That's what you're doing to us. We're paying you to have a vacation. Yeah, exactly. 
That is ridiculous. We did it for free because the high road is always the best road. But I remember telling Cameron at one of those times, do you remember I told him that like, thank you for teaching me how to take the high road, but my feet are on fire right now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I remember. And you just reminded me of a time where our Karen had told child support she had 100% care of the kids. So my husband was paying based off 100% care. And I turned around and said to him, this is before I had access to be able to talk to child support on his behalf because mm-hmm. it's a whole agency here. It's different than what it is in America. And I said, you need to tell her that if she expects you to have the kids on the school holidays, you're not paying child support that week. This is when they had a private arrangement. Mm. And she was arguing and at, like she was arguing with him and said, you know, if you don't take the kids, you have to pay for vacation care. And he's like, no, I'll have the kids, but I'm not paying you child support because you're currently claiming that you have 100% care of the kids. And then when he finally got around to changing the care arrangements with child support, no one at child support told him that the holidays are included in the care. So it's not just your regular fortnightly care arrangement. Holidays are included. Right. And so for another two years, the holidays weren't included in the care arrangement. So his care percentage was less. It wasn't until we went to court. And by then I had access to talk to child support on his behalf. And I said, well, actually, no, we have 142 nights a year. They're like, what? I said, yeah, because no one told him that holidays count. Right. I said, they were going based off the five nights a fortnight we had them, not including that for six weeks a year, because there's 12 weeks of holidays in a year, six weeks a year, they were seven nights. So we have 142 nights a year, not whatever it is that you're saying. And then they changed it and they backdated it. And Karen got the shits because they backdated (laughs) it almost 12 months. And she's like, she was arguing with them, arguing with us. And she said, you know, this is your responsibility to change. And he goes, Yes, and I have changed it, but nothing changes the fact that when I tried to change the agreement, they come back to you wanting you to approve it, and no one told me that holidays were included. So she got the shits when it changed. Sucks when you get caught, huh? Absolutely. Like, just do shit right, you know? And it wasn't her responsibility to update it in the first place, but don't get the shits when the numbers change. And just don't get the shits either when you get back backlash for taking a personal vacation without the children and dumping them on the other side that happens to pay child support own the fact that you're taking a solo vacation and offer as much support as you can absolutely like because negativity instantly makes the other side bitter we can't take a vacation because we pay you we haven't taken one in four years last year big k caught covid while he was staying with his paternal grandparents Mm-hmm. So he had to stay there because I wasn't bringing him back home with COVID to infect the rest of the house, my house. He can stay where he is while he has COVID. He wasn't infectious. He was shedding from his vaccine and mm. someone caught COVID from him shedding from the vaccine. So he wasn't actually sick at all, but we didn't know that at the time. And I offered his paternal grandmother, so not my mother, my ex-mother-in-law, I offered to send her money to help care for him for that week because he wasn't coming home. Right. And she declined. And if she wanted money, she probably would have hit up his dad, her son. 
but I still offered that because that was technically my time where he should have been in my care. So I offered her money to help pay for right, food just and out stuff. of respect. Yeah, absolutely. Going, you know, I appreciate that if he can stay with you for an extra week, I don't want to move him. If he's sick, I don't want to move him and infect other people. If you need money, please let me know. I'm happy to send you money. Why can't other bio moms do that? If especially they feel so entitled to the funds that are not for yes. them. Yes. And don't get me started it's on that because disgusting. our child support's just gone up again a ridiculous amount. And she's still sending emails going, you need to pay me for this. You need to pay me for this to the point that my husband's just now ignoring her because she's getting 16 fucking thousand dollars a year. So he's I was pay- just looking. I didn't know what ours is a year. It's 20,400. What? With 50-50 custody. What? Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. I uh, sing the song of my people. I know. <laughs> it's still ridiculous for 50-50 custody and half of expenses, like what? medical, et cetera. And we hold their insurance. That's why we're not paying half of medical, because we're mm-hmm. a one-income household. I can't go back to work because of where she chose to send the kids to school because she refused to negotiate and put them halfway between to make life easier for everyone. Right. And then we probably could afford to go half of these expenses, but we can't because she's getting more than 10% of our household income. Mm-hmm. Like it's – we could probably do a whole other episode on Let's child support. Let's go back to Easter before we end up on a tangent. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's save this for another day. Let's do another episode on child support and how unfair child support is. Did I tell you that I contacted a politician here in Australia about the child support system after I abused child support? No, but we're absolutely going to have to talk about that. I think I put some notes for an upcoming episode about finances in general. So we should hit that one soon. Yeah, we do that and we'll talk about that. We'll make sure it's an episode that I'm recording as well. Mm -hmm. And okay, back to Easter. Sorry, everyone, for us going off on our little tangent there is, (laughs) which I actually love this one. And I guess that these listeners are religious. It's Our one easy holiday, we celebrate Orthodox Easter, mom gets normal Easter. Very fair. I like how that's split up and it seems to work for them. I had to look up the difference. I guess there is a week in between the two Easters. I think. And they're based on two different calendars, like the Gregorian calendar and the Julian calendar Mm -hmm. and how those relate to those religions. So I think if that works for them, that's perfect. Everyone gets their time. Absolutely. I do think that's perfect. And I I do love that. It makes it easier, but it's also hard when you don't have the religious aspect and or the difference in religions. Right. And I understand how this holiday could be really difficult for people who do participate in the Christian religion and other religions that they would want to have their family units together on this holiday. And I'm sure that's very difficult. And since you and I don't have that religious aspect, I would love to hear from some of our listeners on Instagram or on our Facebook page about how they're going to balance this and any feelings they might have around it. Let's start a conversation so that we all can be involved. Absolutely. But I'm actually more curious about how they navigate it when, you know, you've got families wanting to go to church and do they attend the same church? Do they attend different churches? And as your children grow in a religious family, you want to be passing down traditions and teachings of your religion. And that could be really emotionally difficult 
to not have your children there. I'm sure that's really hard for some people. It probably is. It would be. It's hard enough not having our kids for holidays that have no religious aspect. Right. So add in something that that is part of your core and something you have an extreme belief in. I went to church on many Easter's and there's so many religious rituals that take place yeah. that that you would want your family unit there. I completely get that. Because you grew up somewhat religious, didn't you? I grew up very religious. Yeah. Would you like to share about that with our listeners? Well, I grew up, I went to Mennonite school, which is just a form of Christianity, but it's very strict. And so I went to Mennonite school until high school and throughout most of my adult life went to church and was very involved in different Bible studies and vacation Bible schools and youth groups and peer leadership. And my religious view has blossomed into something more universal. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I would say I'm a very spiritual person. I don't follow the tenets of belief that are written down and handed down so strictly. Yeah. I was in a type of religion where if you didn't follow the rules, you were bad. And once you were bad, you were you weren't looked at the same. Right. And I I don't believe that that's how anyone should feel in any form of spirituality. Absolutely, I definitely I'm not a religious person, but I would say that I'm a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I do have beliefs, but it's not something that I have to live by. I'm not tied right. by anything. And I remember when you first told me that it was is it Mennonite? Is that how I pronounce yes. it? Mm -hmm. I remember when you first told me about that, I had to Google it. It'd be a good comparison to say it's similar to the Amish people. It is. They're a little bit less strict. They actually derived from the Amish and created their own sect. Right. So they're less strict than the Amish people, but still less strict. But still, they have a lot of the same beliefs. They just have the same beliefs with electricity. (laughs) Right. Right. And Um, there's some deep-seated views of... If you have a child with a disability, it means that you must have sinned and this is a way that you're being punished for that. And those those hard beliefs and punishments are something I just can't believe that the God I was ta- taught would do to anyone. There's no yeah. forgiveness in, in the rigidity of the rules. Right. So I've wiggled out of it a bit. Are your family still heavily religious or if they... They Moved are. Most, most of them are. And how does that impact you as a stepmother to a special needs child? It doesn't impact me because no one would actually tell me that. Right. So they they'll keep their teach thoughts it to themselves. As a, as a, they'll teach it as a fear-based, don't do bad things or bad things will happen to you. But they love Lincoln. Right. They love my blended family. They love that they didn't say anything when I was living in sin, but I'm sure some of them had opinions. <laughs> Right. So that since we weren't married. So there's these it's this umbrella of roles and views that no one actually follows. Right. I believe there's a lot of hypocrisy and there's a lot of hypocrisy in a lot of religions. Because I think that the doctrine for most religion, uh, Jewish, Islam, Buddhism, Christianity, there are beautiful aspects to all of them. And I would love to learn more about all religions just to gain spiritual knowledge in general. Right. And with your family's religious background, what does Easter look like for them? Do they, you know, especially with you having and not having the boys, do they try and incorporate 
their religious views in when it comes to Easter? Most of my family live in another state. Right. So we don't have the opportunity. My dad lives in the same state as I do, and he is religious but not actively practicing. They don't really go to church. I know that he has belief, and they will have some kind of lunch, dinner, food celebration at their home. We probably won't go since the boys are leaving for a week. Yeah. We'll want to do the same thing you're doing and just really spend that time loving them up until they leave. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And I'm glad that you shared that because that's a completely different aspect because I didn't grow up religious at all. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about that. No, we haven't. And I know religion can be a really sore spot for people to talk about. And a lot of people don't like talking about religion and it can cause a lot of conflict, but I am open to people having religious views. I just don't like it when people try and push their religion on me and tell me that's how I have to live my life because I have my own beliefs and they're not religious. (laughs) And you want to be respected so that you can respect others. Absolutely. But I it doesn't mean that I don't get curious about others' religious beliefs. And I am baptized. Mm-hmm. I'm baptized Anglican. But besides that, and besides going to people's weddings or funerals, I have never set or baptisms. I have never set foot in a church. My husband jokes that if I set foot in a church, especially a Catholic church, I'm gonna burst into flames. Right. We kind of make fun of it in our home tomb that Saturday I was wearing an apron and I was mopping the floors on my hands and knees. And then I went to make peanut butter and jelly and I, we were out of jelly. So I made some from some raspberries and blueberries in the fridge and just some sugar on the stove and put it in a Mason jar. And Cameron was like, Oh, your Mennonite is showing. (laughs) I was looking like a little Amish lady around my house, which I do often. Um, There is something genetic there. I have a cap. Don't make me put it on. You have to do it just for me one day. I just want to see you all dressed up with your little bonnet on. I will. I have to say there are a lot of Instagrams of like Mennonite moms out there showing all of their. Wow. It makes me want to put my apron on and just, I can sing too. Let me, I'll, I'll break out in him just to be a part of your community. It's some genetic thing. It has to be. Well, I guess it's embedded in your mind. It sparks this memory, right? Of this like, oh, I know how to be this. Yeah. It doesn't matter the belief. There's still so much I learned. And I think that's something from religion too, that in different communities that like, why can't I wear that badge? I just had a really funny idea and I'm going to probably cut this out, but you could make reels mocking your Mennonite upbringing. I've thought about it. That that's a niche. That's something you could do. And that's authentic because that's authentic to who you are. But you could do that. Well, I'm still Mennonite. I could be the Mennonite stepmom. There's no reason. But like you could mock right. the things that you don't agree with. Yeah. And make and make fun of it. And then you could also bring in the traits that you do, like making your own jelly. Yeah. <laughs> Singing like an angel. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I learned. Oh, Mennonite. So we hope that regardless of your religious views, regardless of whether or not you're going to have your bio kids or your stepkids, we hope that you have a lovely Easter holiday and celebrate in all of the ways that you want to. Absolutely. And I hope you get all the chocolate, all the candies, and it's a delicious Easter. Yes. So happy Easter. We would love to continue this conversation. You can come over to our Facebook group, our Instagram, comment and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts and don't forget to leave us a review bye
Bye.